0: Hi, I'm really happy to be with Rob Morgan. Rob, thanks for joining us on the ATP podcast.
1: No problem, thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> I know you've coached Ram and Salisbury before and then Dan Evans for a little bit of time. Um, currently coaching Wes Koolhoff. What, what has been so successful um, with this team in particular?
1: Well, I think the, the first thing that I, I always try and create with the player and we, myself and Wes, did this before we actually began the working relationship was... You know what's the goal? Where do we want to be? And share a vision, um, and that's something that we we created a lot of time to 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 put detail into that. I think sharing a vision is a is a massive part of of coaching, and you know we created that very early, and yeah, we we put things in place and got it done. So,
0: the vision that you're talking about is that something you do periodically throughout the year you start that way obviously have a vision but do you consistently talk about that throughout the year
1: yeah definitely I think painting a picture you know regularly to to the player is is vital and you know things change week on week depending on success or failure quote-unquote depending on what you class that as things change and it's about adapting to the player's needs whether that's doing a little more a little less whatever it may be so yeah, but I think in in our, in our case and in, in Wes's case especially, it's been to consistently paint that picture week on week. Um, and now we have a new goal, which which is to win to win a grandstand. So that's going to be in the forefront of, of our mind as a team.
0: And how much as a coach are you also trying to develop the person, or is the vision solely about the playing, the strategy, or do you develop the person as well?
1: Yeah, good question. I th- I think, you know, person personally, open-minded people tend to to be the best people to work with. Um, you're not trying to change them. You're trying to bring their personality and their strengths to, to, to the right at the top. Um, I think that's something that I've consciously worked on a lot as a coach over the years is making sure that you are bringing the best out of the person off the court as well, which... A happy person off the court normally results into a happy person on the court. A good relationship with the coach allows the coach to, to challenge the player in in more ways than, than one. And when they feel comfortable with a coach, that's that's going to be a, a massive bonus. Is If you are comfortable with someone and trust someone to, to challenge you, you're more than likely going to get more out of yourself as a player.
0: And so how do you, how are you, what tactics would you use to challenge the person in particular?
1: Well, I think effective <clears> questioning. <throat> you know, I think the first thing, when, when I started with Wes, he was ranked 21 in the world. And a couple of, sometimes you'd hear me say to, to Wes, is, is that top 10? Is that the top 10 level? How that is? First like during all, a practice or match? During a match or, practice okay, session, yeah. Okay. But obviously prior to that conversation, you know, you have a, you, you establish the goals with him. And, you know, he told me that he wanted to be one as, a, as an individual and one as a team. So, OK, where well, are you comfortable for me to challenge you to those standards? Because previously I'd got players to number one from that same spot, from 20, Joe and Rajiv. And I know it works in challenging players with, with that almost being comfortable with putting them on the spot. I think sometimes players are very, they're very strong-willed people. They're very confident in what they do. But often I think coaches can be maybe a little scared to ask those questions. Is that good enough? You know, sometimes I think I see it a lot where coaches are afraid to to challenge someone in some way which might maybe come back at them um, with with a response that maybe they don't want to hear. But I feel like the openness and honesty of open communication is something where you build that trust. And even if I say something that's wrong, If we're all on the same page of where we want to go, then I'm going to learn from it, they're going to learn from it, and we're going to ask different questions next time. I think creating that safe environment of, you know, just being okay with with someone coming back at you with something, if that does happen, not saying it has all the time, but, you know, you've got to create that safety of, I'm going to be honest, I want you to be honest with me.
0: I mean, how do you do that? I mean, what is what is your approach? Because there's so many different personalities yeah. that you would probably work with in a lot of these players.
1: Listen. You've got to listen to the, per- to the player, to the person. And I think that's the best way to get to know them is to listen to them, how they communicate, how they take feedback, what they say, what are they really trying to say. And that's a skill that I've, again, I'm always looking to get better at that sort of stuff. So listening to really what they're saying is a big thing. Instead of dictating to them as a player, it's a conversation it's questions. you know whether I ask them uh, the most simple question and then listen to what to what they say for for five minutes, that might just be what they need um, but I think listening is a is a big skill to be able to get to know them
0: well and and how did you get to this stage who did I guess my question would be who did you listen to? that helped you have this philosophy or perspective? Who are your mentors?
1: Um, Well, I think I've always been confident in myself. Um, I do have some people around me that I I trust in, that I seek advice from. One of them is my brother, and he's younger than me. He's an unbelievable listener. Um, So I took a lot from him. Um, I have someone else. What did you
0: learn from him in particular?
1: He just doesn't talk that much.
0: <laughs> just to be quiet.
1: <laughs> well, he listens unbelievably well. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty extroverted. And I think when I started coaching 14 years ago, I was definitely guilty of talking too much. But I was also very confident in getting things wrong. And if I got things wrong, I was okay with it. I knew I was going to get better. But, yeah, my journey's been... I started at grassroots... You know, working my way from, from junior tennis uh, and even some, some beginners at the, at, right at the start after I stopped playing to a, you know, high national level, futures level. Um, yeah, and I guess I was just okay with failing. You see, it's such a cliche thing, isn't it? That You see on, on these YouTube motion motivational <laughs> videos, of, you know, fail better. You know, I, I truly embrace that in, in, in general. I'm, I'm okay with... You know, getting stuff wrong, and then I I know I'm going to make it right next time, whatever it is. And that philosophy of, you know, just being open, being honest, and the right people will fall around you if you if you bring that kind of um, vulnerability to a conversation. I think it's it's powerful.
0: So, what would you say you failed
1: better at? Good question. I haven't had that much that I can say that I've failed in terms of. You know, like a bad relationship with someone as a player or a coach, as a player coach relationship, sorry, should I say. But I feel like I've failed within myself at times where I've gone, okay, I need to structure my conversation better next time, or maybe my goals aren't high enough for the player. I, I always review myself after a year and say, how can I get better at that? How can I get better at that? So I suppose there's there's multiple things. I can't put a pinpoint on it right like now, but on reflection, I'll, I I might see where I can definitely make stronger improvements for the next time.
0: You know, we touched on the fact that you worked with Ram and Salisbury mm-hmm. and yeah. now you're with Wes and they just played each other. How is that strange for you? or is, I mean, I know that happens on, on, in tennis, but...
1: Yeah, I mean... Uh, Look, the US Open final was, was a bit of a strange one when they played each other. That was a situation where I actually felt quite content just watching and observing because I knew that you know I spent two years with Joe and Rajiv and there's, I know exactly what they're going to do on the court. I know exactly what they've been working on and that gives me pride in knowing what I've done. And when I left them, I always said that I wish them all the best. I want them to do very, very well. I feel like that's a better reflection of me as a coach. And creating dependency, and working now with with Wes and obviously Neil. I don't individually coach, but as part of the team, um, yeah, it's a feeling which is it makes me feel proud to see all the best four players in, on the doubles in the doubles world on, on court. It's a nice it's a nice feeling. We're all friends off court. I think it's something that you've got to park that friendship just before the match and how you approach and what you say to your players and etc. But yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good feeling I guess yeah.
0: you, you're, you're making me think of an interesting question because I've had a coach say before I want to get to the point where you don't need me anymore mm. Means, but, but yeah, there's always room for improvement mm. so it's good to always have eyes on you I think mm. is, is that, do you agree with that or do you feel because you just said like I'm glad they didn't need the dependency on me anymore yeah. as far as Rajiv and Joe
1: yeah, I think that's great. I think that challenges everyone. That's yeah. now going to challenge me. Like, that's now going to challenge me as a coach to, to do more with, with Wes, to, and Wes and Neil to, to overcome, you know, them in, in, yeah, in that's the amazing. next match. Yeah. And, it, and that's, that's really my personality right there. It's like, you know, I've, I want people to do well that I've had a relationship with and um, I've built a, a great working relationship with as well. I want them to go and do well. There's, there's no... There's no yeah, no, no bad feelings at all. Even if they beat us, um, but yeah, it's just going to challenge me more as a coach. And I'm going to learn more. I'm going to see more. I'm going to look for different things. Knowing what I know now as a coach, the more you watch, the more you listen, the more you're going to learn.
0: I was going to ask you about that because I was yeah. when you when you were focusing on listening so much, when you're in the box watching matches, I guess you could call it kind of a listening by watching, yeah. right? And yeah. so, what what are the most impactful things you've picked up by watching and observing throughout your coaching career
1: during matches between points is a big big giveaway on the
0: chain on uh, oh in between points points.
1: change of ends looking at the facial expressions I mean you've been a player like you you'll look down the other end and you'll see telltale signs of Mm -hmm. your opponent Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it just takes you Three seconds to come out of your own little bubble, take a, take a little look down the other side of the court to see what's really going on down there. Um, so that's the same for me as a coach. I'm going to be looking not always at the ball, just sometimes at Wes, sometimes at the opponents and what I see. You know, some people might find, find that a little bit strange, but when you're sat on the side of the court and the ball's going left, right, left, right, it's difficult to see things. So sometimes you might just be watching just for one point exactly what they do and now that you can coach on side that might give you something that you can you can give to your player
0: yeah do you like the coaching mixed okay
1: mixed on it um mixed in terms of it's, it's new i'm still a little bit uncertain do i like it i'm unsure positive side is it's helped at times um being able to to talk to to wes at certain times giving me a little bit of feedback here and there, whether it's even just, you know, being able to to feel a little bit more free in praising him on specific things. Um, I feel like you've got a little bit more freedom in how you can talk and signal, maybe a little bit. It's all like that side of it. Uh, but I, I feel like it's how you view it. If you feel, if if you see it as an opportunity to to tell your player, you know, go here, go there, go here, go there. If you look at it that way, then you might be setting yourself up to fail because it might not always go here, go there. Um, so I think it's just opening a opening a door of positivity in terms of the game is evolving, which I like, but I still, I guess, I'm a little bit uncertain of how the dynamic actually will always mm. work um, with, with, with the player. I did it a bit when I was coaching Heather Watson a few years ago, going on the change of ends, mic'd up. I wasn't a fan of that because sometimes... Mm. Coach player, and you're. And by the way, the, the camera's in your face at this point. Sometimes the coach player chat isn't the greatest. <laughs> um, isn't the most
0: friendly. Yeah,
1: so but, but that stuff happens. Uh, but I think that's part and parcel of the importance of being thick-skinned as a coach, which I am, um, and learning from that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, I wanted to ask you about the the watching in between the points. You encourage yeah. your your players, like Wes, to pay attention to that too. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Pre-match chat. Don't be afraid to have a look down the other end of the court and just see what's going on.
0: And has he noticed anything in particular that's helped him?
1: Yeah. I think each opponent presents different things. Each team pre- presents different, you know, telltale signs. I think in doubles, you know who the legitimate teams are, um, but every every team I believe will show a sign of weakness at some point in the match, and you've got to be be ready to to scope that out.
0: And then. Um you have you in particular we talked to Off Air congratulations you have your own academy now
1: thank you M2 thank you. Yeah.
0: performance academy just started in April how yeah. is that going congrats really well. on that yeah. thank you very
1: much yeah no it's going great it's uh it's a bit of a it's a bit of a surreal situation I mean myself and my brother um, started it up it's something that we always knew we wanted to do was get together and join forces in, in, in some capacity going back I used to coach him when he was playing he's Like I said to you before, he's only 18 months younger than me, but we're very, very close. Um, It's growing slowly but surely, and it's uh, it's definitely something for the future, and we want to bring the best to everyone that comes in the building. We want to bring a slightly different view on the academy. We really want to take care of the players individually. We don't want to load up and have so many people that we can't really do a proper job with them. Um, it's family, so it's blood. So that means even more. Um, it's, it's something that we, we believe we're, we're bringing a, a slightly different vibe to certainly the Northwest of the UK. Uh, and we believe that we're going to be the best at you know, taking care of players, whoever they are and whatever background they're coming from. Which I think, if I'm if I'm completely honest, doesn't always get done in British academies. Okay. Um, so I know that we're going to provide something different in that aspect and, and really care for the players wherever they come from, regardless of level.
0: And is this going to encompass everything? Tennis, nutrition, fitness.
1: Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So we have an SNC coach now as well. We are slowly building things in in terms of the nutrition side of things and further down the line we want to hopefully link with some schools um, and then once we create that link I think then things will, will take off quite nicely um, but yeah that's the dream is to, is to, to really get everything involved in it uh, we're all new to it myself and my brother we've never owned an academy so to speak We've I know worked it's huge it's before. amazing yeah thanks so we, we're kind of uh, we're learning new things every day mm-hmm. um, but we're challenging each other we're pushing each other and uh, yeah hopefully it'll it'll all work out in the future which I trust it will.
0: How how much do you invo- get involved in the fitness and nutrition in particular with your with players? With my academy? Yeah like well, you in particular how much do you get involved with road? your players yeah with nutrition and fitness and stuff like that?
1: Uh, I mean it's always a present I'm always going to you know be there when they're eating and when they're in the gym i (laughs) i I, I always train i'm always in the gym with wes so i'm a big part of of that i don't design his program i know he has someone who does that um nutritionally he eats great he's one of these very annoying individuals that he can eat pretty much anything and stay lean (laughs) and be in great shape yeah um but no, he's, I mean, look, you're working with the best player, best doubles player, one of the best doubles players in the world. He knows what he should and shouldn't be putting in his body. Um, and I was lucky enough to, to work with people in the past as well, before Wes, who, who did the same. Um, with the academy players, obviously, it's an education, isn't it? The younger juniors and, and stuff, you've got to help them uh, get educated on that sort of stuff. And if I don't know, then I'm going to seek advice
0: just to go nutrition more is that an individual thing or do you think there's an ideal way for an athlete to eat to have that ideal energy and to bring to the court and ideal focus and
1: yeah for sure I mean I I think everyone's different there's always going to be different things for each individual but you know there is there is a few baseline things that have got to be done Um, things that should and shouldn't be be avoided Uh, I think they go Without saying everyone, as an athlete, you're going to know what they are, even as a kid. Um, you know, putting yourself, put, fueling your, your body with, with the right stuff is is key. And if they don't know, then it's about educating them and, and making it an enjoyable process of learning. You know, and it goes back to painting the picture again daily, weekly. Mm. Um, asking them the question, is it, is it good enough? Where do you want to be? And if they are doing it well, praising them so underrated mm-hmm. praise the the individual when they do things well um, and I think that's something that you know we're big on I'm I'm big on especially with Wes is praising him when he's done well uh, and it goes a long way with the player that again builds trust
0: can you actually see their mentality change when you're praising them like before your eyes
1: yeah so uh, when someone comes off after a tough loss if you can still find some positives what we've been working on throughout the year so many objectives that were met, so many things that Wes can be proud of. He's pushed himself outside his comfort zone with, with a number of things. And
0: I, I, can you reveal any?
1: Uh, yeah, I think I think a big one is you know praising himself mm-hmm. when he's on the court. Uh, I think that's that's no secret. If you were to watch his progress, you'll see him a more positive tennis player. You'll see him looking at the box with the fist pumped up. You know, you'll see him praising his partner something that's so basic people forget to do it sometimes Mm. it's almost like it's expected that when when they do something well i think players can be not all the time but can be just oh yeah that's just the norm okay yeah you want it to be the norm but praise yourself when you do it right Mm. um but that's one big thing that he's he's done unbelievably well at and you know and the results have have shown that
0: yeah well i mean that's awesome it seems like you guys have so much to be excited about and grateful for your academy, of course. Yeah. So congratulations! Thank really you happy very much. for you guys. Thanks, Jill. Yeah. Cheers.